Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember to subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Fiber for Breakfast. We're now in our 19th episode of 2022. Before we kick off, I'd like to thank our sponsors of Fiber for Breakfast, including our gold sponsor, CHR Solutions, uh, Millennium, and Plume, and our silver sponsor, Graybar. So now only two days away from the NTI issuing the $42.45 billion B. NOFO, the Notice of Funding Opportunity. You know, so the, the Fiber Broadband Association will be holding a special webinar next Wednesday, May 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern to break down the NOFO with our policy experts. Our Fiber Connect 2022 annual conference is now less than five weeks away and will be held in Nashville, June 12th to 15th. The Gaylord and the, the end at the Gaylord are both now sold out. <laughs> we got our overflow hotel last week and it sold out like crazy, but we did are providing a list of nearby hotels with availability. So please register. Um, last year was amazing, but we're already way ahead of last year's with registration and on content. Um, we also have over 70 companies on the waiting list to exhibit. So it is, uh, everybody's trying to get in. This is gonna be the biggest and best broadband event in the world this year. So you won't, you're not gonna to wanna to miss that. On Monday, the White House made a big announcement on the Affordability Connectivity Program, or also called ACP, which is the $30 per month federal subsidy that's part of the IIJA. You know, this announcement included a number of service providers such as AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, and smaller rural providers such as our friends at Jackson Energy Authority in Tennessee and Comporium in North Carolina that are going to be providing ACP eligible households with free high-speed internet. This is a big win-win-win for the administration and for service providers that will be receiving the federal subsidies and most of all for low-income consumers that are going to get free broadband service. That brings us to today's Fiber for Breakfast session where we're going to be focused on the U.S. Business Technology Analysis, Telecom Transformation in the New Normal. You know, last week at Fiber for Breakfast, we spoke with our friend Josh Hildebrandt from the Georgia Technology Authority on mapping and broadband funding in Georgia. This morning, we had the pleasure to speak with my old pal, Matt Davis of Independence Research. You know, Matt and I go back decades when he was the broadband analyst at IDC and then at Yankee Group. And I can remember I had him speak. You remember this, Matt? I had you speak at the Global Sales Conference over 15 years ago in Puerto Rico when I was at Siena. Um, yes. Good times in the rainforest. Uh, so this morning, Matt will be sharing his latest research on U.S. business technology analysis, telecom transformation, and the new normal. You know, Matt Davis is the founder and principal analyst at Independence Research LLC where his research is focused on technology, telecom, and broadband internet service, with a focus on U.S. fiber technology deployment. Uh, before forming Independence Research in 2016, Matt founded the Broadband Access Technology Practice at the Yankee Group, 
focusing on the deployment of broadband services worldwide. Um, and in 2006, Matt joined IT, uh, IDC, where he led the consumer and SMB research practices, focusing on service provider, telecom, and internet strategy. So welcome, Matt. And for our audience, please type in any questions as we go for our Q&A session at the end. With that, I will turn it over to Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Uh, I remember that uh, that speech in Puerto Rico. Uh, they they sort of lined me up in this little tunnel, and there's a comedian on uh, ahead of me telling jokes about pawn. Anyway, so they sent me through a little tunnel with rock music going, and I stepped out, and you know, now to talk about DSL. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was quite the event. It was uh, it was it was nice to be there. Uh, however, we're not going to be talking about DSL today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, telecom transformation uh, through the new normal. So Trish, if you could move us to the uh, introductory slide, I guess. Uh, so I do uh, a number of surveys uh, in a given year and uh, normally they're you know looking at uh, uh, US business spending on broadband and 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 uh, uh, UCNC and you know ba basically everything but for this one, I thought, uh, what are what are have been the major changes in the industry uh, that you know through the pandemic, and, and not just telecom services, but all services. This today we are going to focus on the core telecom services, but we did think I looked at things like e-commerce and digital transformation and uh, IT services, etc., just to try to get a gauge of you know sort of where we are sort of in that technology uh, uh, transformation phase. And so, so this survey was a national survey. Um, it, uh, it, got the, it captured the voice of a thousand uh, business IT decision makers or those that were part of an IT decision making team um, that were you know, participating in spending decisions. Um, so, we're, so the way I structured it is looking at uh, business challenges to begin with. And then I divided them into major challenges and minor challenges, and I'll sort of explain what those are. Uh, and then looked, you know, through the pandemic, we we tended to think, oh, geez, you know, we're really going to ratchet down spending in different areas uh, as they become uh, uh, more or less important. Um, and so we sort of focused in on that. There's some surprises in there. Uh, the the actual services that we'll take a look at, are, of course, if I'm uh, at the FBA uh, on a web. FBA webinars got to be uh, look at connectivity, but then uh, sort of those services that have really become part of the uh, a lot of uh, business packages, including internet backup, which is really emerging, uh, uh, mobile voice and data, unified communications, of course, and then uh, looking at uh, managed Wi-Fi uh, as well within the context of transformation. So, so Trish, if we could move to the first, so well. So um, as a proud member of the National Federation of Independent Business, uh, I, I tend to look at what's happening in the SMB space and look at the concerns that uh, small businesses have. And you know, there's, there's no, uh, no surprise here that staffing challenges and supply chain issues have been top of mind you know, overall in the, in the business community, but technology issues have been up there as well. So this is, you know, uh, much more top of mind than even things like financing and and healthcare and taxation. You know, the, those those things that uh, small businesses deal with all the time. And so what I think 
you know, I was interested in, and I hope the audience is too, or, you know, what technologies really have been uh, transformed uh, the most through the pandemic. So I have answers. So, uh, so when we isolate technology, internet connectivity is right up there. Not surprising, you know, not surprising. Uh, and then uh, we see the uh, mobile voice and data, uh, you know, have really undergone very muted change. And there, there was a, a fair amount of reduced spending in that as well. So mobility was one of those things that, uh, that you know, I had to uh, really think hard about when I saw some of the results from this. And we'll discuss that as we go through. Uh, internet backup being number three, a big change for internet backup was that uh, small businesses actually adopted it. Uh, so a lot of the other major and minor changes were sort of tweaks or, or, or uh, you know, switching providers or doing things like that. With internet backup, it was, I need internet backup uh, because I'm, I, I've become so reliant on my, uh, on internet connectivity. I've run uh, uh, surveys looking at uh, the, uh, uh, the impact of internet downtime on small business productivity. And when you ask small businesses, you know, if your internet goes down, how much productivity would you lose? Uh, you know, an incredible, incredibly high amount would lose over 80% of productivity and just be sort of shut down. So we're, we've entered the, the uh, it, it's been, we've been there for a while, but we've really, really entered the realm of, it, there can be no down, downtime. So let's, uh, let's dig into some of the uh, major changes. So that major change that I mentioned uh, in internet backup uh, was, you know, basically uh, basically getting internet backup to begin with. So if you look at the difference between small businesses and larger businesses in terms of existing internet backup, uh, uh, small businesses really need it, but only about 30% or so have it. So there's a big opportunity for service providers to bundle in internet backup with uh, internet con connectivity. Uh, so that is, so internet backup had the, the, the biggest change. And then we see, uh, you know, what I kind of think of as uh, a combo of internet backup, Wi-Fi, and internet connectivity all up uh, doing major changes. And those major changes means, you know, you're, you're maybe moving up to fiber, uh, maybe you're upgrading your voice infrastructure, uh, you're changing providers, you're doing something that's going to require significant effort, training, uh, resources to, to do. Whereas the minor ones, uh, you know, I, I sort of ratchet up my, uh, my internet speeds a little bit or, or, you know, sort of do tweaks within your existing service. So let's, uh, let's take a look at the minor challenge uh, changes. And so we see here that, uh, with uh, communications, unified communications, collaboration, uh, we saw that uh, they did the most sort of tweaks um, versus uh, internet backup, for instance. You see there's, there's not much tweaking that you're gonna do there, but uh, with, with UCNC, uh, there's just so much to it, so many ways you, you can add seats, uh, uh, you know, reduce them, uh, you know, uh, more sort of remote applications being adopted, et cetera. And then of course, video conferencing really driving, you know, a, a lot of the uh, activity. We're gonna see that uh, in spades a little later. So beyond minor changes, we are also interested in reduced spending. Now, I, I look at this 
uh, slide as being good news, uh, where only 12% to 15% uh, have actually needed to reduce spend in different areas. Uh, again, the head scratcher here to me uh, was mobile voice and data. And what I've, uh, what I've began to sort of understand, I think, is we automatically equate mobility with remote. But I think that there's two kinds of remote. There's fixed remote and there's mobile remote. And we, the big change in, in technology over the last you know, three years of the pandemic, uh, I mean, I guess I'm calling an end to it, uh, <laughs> uh, has been that, that fixed remote situation. Uh, you know, we're, we're, whereas before uh, we used to think of sort of remote as being you know, out of the office at any time, the office has be, the the home office really is uh, transforming into uh, basically just another uh, endpoint of the enterprise and mid market. Remember that even though uh, small businesses, you know, if you look at the 24 million sole proprietorships, and then you look at the six million or so employer firms in the United States. Uh, only you know a couple of hundred thousand of those are either categorized in the mid-market or the enterprise, yet they make up the bulk of employees. So whereas small businesses you know may, may not need to sort of extend that enterprise uh, grade connectivity and service, mid-markets act very much like enterprises and you know there's a lot of employees there. So if you're if you're sort of looking at a, a small business or or uh, or business data, you know, uh, divided into two things: uh, locations, which we've been focused on because that's where sort of the broadband connections are, but also now that we're looking at uh, work from home, uh, the the number of employees is important as well. Um, so uh, so we did see uh, reduced spending in in uh, in both those areas. So. What I did here uh, in this slide was to look at the differential. So I took the two extremes, reduced spending versus major changes, and sort of I looked at the differences. So you see major changes are in the green, reduced spending is in the, in, in the red, and you can kind of see that mobility uh, being sort of the least important in, uh, in, in improvements and hit the hardest with, with reduced spend. Whereas uh, internet backup, in in major and uh, and actually internet connectivity being the lowest in reduced spending. This kind of shows some winners and losers, I guess, through the pandemic. It's it, it's not it, it's it's not a, an enormous difference. But uh, what I did is I sort of took these numbers and and uh, looked at the differential between major change and reduced spending, and you, you can kind of get a, a sense of uh, of the different, you know, internet backup netted out at 14% versus mobile voice and data at 3%. So that, so you know, if you're trying to think through where are we seeing the most dynamics, uh, you know, sort of this this gives a, a few clues anyhow. So let's look at uh, those changes a little bit more deeply. So for internet connectivity, uh, you know, you're always expecting, you know, uh, saving money to be a, an issue, reliability issues, uh, of course, you know, you, you want rock solid reliability when you're working from home, 
uh, when you're dealing with you know customers or or, uh, or potential clients. Uh, but the one that sort of stood out for me, and it, it was a bit of a theme, uh, as I guess it should be for this uh, for this exercise, was paying for employee home internet costs. Now I've been uh, tracking uh, the participation rate for fixed broadband uh, subsidization for a couple of surveys now, uh, maybe three or so, a couple before or one before the, the pandemic, one early on, and then this one as well. And the other surveys, it was it was 7%, 9% kind of thing, employee participation in subsidization. Here we say, see it jump up to 38% as far as those that were making changes. So, uh, this this is, a, a, I think, a different mindset where we may see mid-market and enterprises in particular, but some small businesses as well, uh, start to think about their overall network extending to the home and maybe even they are you know, not using the same ISP, but you do want to have uh, uh, rock-solid connectivity for your, for your employees. And the other one that I, I sort of, you know, that, that we're all interested in, I think, is the need for more upstream speed, uh, which obviously plays into the strengths of the uh, of the fiber blitz that's uh, that's just about to occur here in the United States. So internet backup. Uh, so with internet backup, obviously the primary is, hey, my internet goes down, and let's let's fail over to it. But what else could it possibly be used for? And the top two that were that were getting interest were making it available to employees when they work from home. So again, the same concept of wanting to uh, extend connectivity to your employees to enable them. Uh, and then there's also remote business locations where internet service isn't available. So you know you, you see that there's there's interest from for internet backup capabilities that extend beyond just failover. Um, and then uh, you know, using it for temporary business locations. So internet backup not only uh, uh, serves the purpose of, of you know, creating more than five nines, whatever it might be, uh, to other applications as well. And so we have uh, Wi-Fi wireless LAN. Um, you know, you, you look here at extending Wi-Fi coverage outside the core office, lots of interest in that, uh, you know, uh, on, on indus, uh, in, in industrial plants, uh, in, in, in locations outside for your fleet, for, you know, basically getting outside the four walls of the, of the uh, customer prem and, you know, sort of blanketing more and more of the, uh, of the workspace. Uh, it was was number one, but right after that, and, and for for managed Wi-Fi, I like to focus on three. The, what I think of as the big three applica applications for it, which are above and beyond basic connectivity, which are uh, looking at network control, looking at analytics, and looking at sales and marketing. And I think that when we were when my expectation managed Wi-Fi throughout the pandemic was, oh, we're going to get, uh, uh, you know, a lot more sales and marketing activity in there. You know, the, the IT decision makers, and, and I have actually split these into those with marketing roles versus IT roles, et cetera, and there's not that much difference. Uh, network control it has been the most popular, and it really comes up here. So 
you know, they, they want to they be able to uh, monitor network uh, Wi-Fi usage, track and block website visits, et cetera, versus, um, you know, I, I think that for managed Wi-Fi, one of the big first services was splash pages. You know, you're going to be able to, and that is not something that really businesses have, it has resonated with businesses at all. It's, it, it's more of a creation of the industry trying to, trying to sell it. Um, uh, analytics, I think, is going, once people begin to understand it better, and the dashboards become more user user friendly, et cetera, and they're pretty good. Uh, uh, I think that we're going to see a little more sophistication, and uh, there's going to be more analysis. So I would expect that one to move up. But we see that uh, network control is even, you know, sort of more important than saving money. Unified communications. So this is one that I don't think surprised me or would surprise anyone. Um, you know, which of the following areas, you know. Were, were top of mind for UCNC. So picture and sound quality for video conferencing. You know, so what we're doing today, uh, you know, is 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 pretty is pretty good. Everybody's comfortable with it. We are not going back to voice only or just you know sort of a, a, a collaborative slide. I know everybody's a little Zoom fatigue, uh, but uh, the you know we're going to find our equilibrium when it's more important to you know. Uh, speak face to face, uh, and then of course you know live events. I can't wait. Uh, but uh, but this is here to say. So uh, picture and sound quality was top of mind. Uh, the one that we that that I've done some work on in other surveys as well is training and setup. Uh, that is that is something that people really want. You can do it uh, virtually. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's one of those sort of considerations that gets shuffled aside sometimes, I think. Um, and then uh, the, the third one here, migrating from our previous voice system to a new voice platform. That's big, you know? Uh, so that's uh, that was 36% of, so when we asked, 25% of the respondents said, yeah, we're making a major change in, in, our, in our UCNC and voice. You apply that 36% to 25% and you get, you know, it, it's, it nets out at around 10% or so. Uh, I know that's a lot of math. Uh, it does net out <laughs> to around 10% of, you know, all the all the businesses that we surveyed that indicate that they're migrating to a new voice platform during the pandemic period. So, you know, either you're moving off of, a, you know, an old legacy system and into a hosted VoIP platform, or maybe you're moving from a hosted VoIP platform into cloud communications, uh, but there's a lot of movement in there. And uh, the, the way that I think that that applies back to, uh, to internet connectivity and fiber demand in particular is when you're in flux, when you're making decisions on, uh, on your uh, your telecom services in general, you start to evaluate everything. And so if you're, you know, for example, you're on cable modem, or if you're, and, and cable modem has still got a lot of life left in it, uh, but, uh, or DSL, or, or and, and then you move over to fiber, I think at that point, you start to, to look at your new ISP, perhaps, see what they have, and start to reevaluate your overall, uh, you know, voice and data needs. And I think that, uh, you know, 
that's what's been happening with UCNC, and I think it will continue to happen. So I think it's going to be a sort of an exciting area, 5G. Uh, this is the area that, that really I think that a lot of service providers, particularly as they're building out fiber or anticipating fiber builds, uh, not only their existing infrastructure, you know, if they, whatever they might have, but, you know, as they're building out, what can we expect for take rates? Is, uh, you know, 5G, 5G FWA uh, really going to eat into, you know, sort of that business model? Um, uh, you know, it, it, these are questions that, that you know, you, we want to uh, ask and have uh, aspects answered in this way. If you are thinking of moving to 5G, why? Why, why would you move from, uh, from fix over to mobile? Well, a lot of people think, or a lot of companies think it's going to be faster, uh, which is, as we all know on this call, I think not true. You know, you're going to get 100 megs and by 50 maybe uh, as, far as, uh, as far as internet throughput. They think it might be more reliable. It's not going to be more reliable than fiber, nothing is. Uh, so uh, we're, I'm anticipating uh, as we move into more and more FWA becoming available uh, versus fiber and maybe even seeing a uh, uh, movement from fiber to FWA from cable mode. I know you, you would think, wait a second, who would ever move from fiber to FWA unless it was a way less expensive solution? Um, you know, those that don't really understand it that well, because uh, when I first got this, these results back, I figured, well, it has to be DSL and satellite that are driving uh, people to think that uh, FWA is going to be faster than their existing service. When in parsed it out, uh, it, it just as almost just as many fiber to the home and cable modem uh, subscribers think that uh, FWA is going to be faster. Uh, so uh, in the next two or three years, this is going to be vetted and, you know, sort of we'll see what happens after that. So I'm guessing that, the you know, just as the fiber build is, is reaching a greater stage of maturation and, and you know, we're, we're over 50 percent or so addressable market, that's when, you know, the, the sort of the FWA question is going to come, come in and uh, we'll see another rollover, another uh, migration from technology to technology. You would expect when you, you know, you're looking at mobile voice and data through the pandemic, uh, you know, what, what would the major changes be? We've got upgrades to uh, 5G, we've got devices needing upgrading. Those were, those were things that I think, you know, anybody that uh, looks at the market uh, was expecting along with saving money. But uh, increasing or decreasing employee reimbursement. So another, you know, sort of look at, uh, at the dynamics that are happening here. And this, uh, this again, was one of the things that, that, uh, that's, that surprised me. The increasing employee reimbursement did not surprise me, but decreasing or eliminating. And so, you know, how do, how do, we, how do we take that? How do we read that? Um, again, it's the sort of the, the fixed remote concept versus the uh, mobile remote concept. And uh, uh, the, I think that the enterprise and mid-market resources really for, uh, for subsidies uh, are moving to fixed uh, in, in, for the work from home uh, arena. So 
that that's something that uh, internet service providers really need to think about, which is how we moved into a new idea where uh, where employers need to take a, a greater role. And 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 to me, that's that's a that's an overall package. So uh, I did a I did a deep dive on uh, on uh, U.S. business bundling, and the ones that come to the top of the the, the chart all the time are uh, a combination of internet backup, cybersecurity, uh, and, uh, and, and higher upstream internet capabilities, but, uh, but cybersecurity, internet backup, and managed Wi-Fi are all sort of packaged up. So regardless of your broadband access connectivity, an over-the-top package for both work from home and home businesses uh, that, that incorporate cybersecurity and incorporate uh, internet backup for all all encasing that reliability story uh, to me is the next big uh, the next and and throw in that, um, as we're out of time can you just kind of oh. maybe give a quick wrap up and <laughs> yes I can here's here so the next slide was the top takeaways uh, uh, so um, basically, you know, we're looking at uh, 20 to 30 percent of businesses making major changes, uh, and then again, driving home, I guess, Gary, my point on uh, on work from home internet connectivity uh, subsidies, um, and then with uh, uh, mobility, the major takeaway for me was uh, the expectation that 5G is going to be faster. And I'll tell you something that that expectation is more uh, uh, more widely held in the mid market than it is small business. Small a lot of small businesses don't know, uh, but mid market IT decision makers believe that 5G is going to be faster. And these 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 guys are supposed to, these people are supposed to be uh, educated along these lines. Um, and then communications, uh, you know, that 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 movement to uh, newer technology is is the big story through the pandemic. Uh, and then looking at the reduced spending, a lot of you know we could look at reduced spending and say, oh, uh, you know, there's it's it has to happen because of retail. Retail is only 10% of the small of the overall uh, U.S. business market. So it's the most in our face and we see the most changes happening with retail, but there's a big, big bunch of companies that have nothing to do with retail out there that, uh, that are making these changes throughout the pandemic itself. So, well, Matt, well, this is uh, really interesting and kind of, I guess, you know, the key takeaways is that, you know, our, our homes are now part of the enterprise network. And so we are seeing more subsidies to, you know, employers recognizing that's great. A uh, little concerning that, um, you know, all the 5G marketing is confusing people to make them think it's going to be better than fiber. But luckily, it will be a large part of that will be fiber. So 5G should be awesome when we get to true 5G. Um, anyway, I really appreciate you sharing your research and insight with our audience today. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And we're going to get back together next Wednesday. We're going to be discussing the NTI NOFO with Matt Schmidt from Illinois State Broadband Office. So you're not going to want to miss that. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you.